0: It's Will tuned and dialed up.
1: It is. A podcast about podcast. Wow. That wasn't my mic. That wasn't your podcatcher. I actually cut out in the middle of a real life word. You really a did. Podcast, a, a podcast about podcasting. I don't know why I broke twice, but I did. Hello, Will.
0: <laughs> Hi. Oh.
1: You picked a topic for today that you know we'll I talk re- about uh-huh. after the shining moments.
0: Uh-huh. You know I really did.
1: Yeah, you did. You <laughs> picked you picked a big one.
0: Yeah. Uh let's talk shining moments. Shining moments is good. Let's talk shining moments. What do you got? I have news that dropped today as of recording. We're recording on August 6th. Uh Avery Truffleman who I adore. So Avery Truffleman a while back said that she was leaving ninety nine percent invisible, um, yeah. and that this was the final season of Articles of Interest, which was devastating for me because Articles of Interest is the
1: best thing, everything
0: I could ever want in a podcast, pretty much. <laughs> but today we find out we found out why. Uh, Avery Trippelman is going to be hosting the podcast for The Cut, which is a fashion publication. So fashion and wellness and beauty, etc. Um, so I am thrilled. I love The Cut. Um, I think that The Cut is fascinating as a publication. And I am so, so excited. So excited to listen to this. It's gonna, it's gonna fucking rule. I can just feel it in my bones. Very very thrilled that she landed somewhere that seems so like such a perfect obvious fit. Uh, she's so cool. Yes. Gavin, what is your shining moment?
1: <sighs> what is my, shining moment? <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess it's the fact that I finally rebranded stuff I've listened to into something that ties into the pod report. Yeah. With the creative title of the pod report weekly. Uh, I had a wonderful idea to brand it like a train ticket. And then, after looking into how wonderfully disparate train tickets had no specific branding or design, and I spent way too long researching that instead of actually making something, I threw an old parchment texture in Photoshop and then I used an old railroady font and I put a little public domain train on it. And that's where we're going with. So, this podcast. About podcasting and podcast recommendations has seen transitions of Steam Engine sound effects because why not? It's my thing. I'm going to yeah. do it. Uh, it was pretty fun. I wrote my first little news thing last week about Amazon wanting people's uh, podcasts. I feel like mm-hmm. I probably should have just made that a separate post because that probably would have been more helpful uh, and mm-hmm. easy to give people. But Amazon wants your stuff. So you can find that out. And now there will be weekly posts on the pod report, even if they are uh, somewhat different versions of what you used to do with This Week in Podcasting.
0: Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good.
1: And I would like to take a quick second to thank the wonderful people in the business class seats over on Patreon.com forward slash Gavin yes. G for yeah. all their wonderful help. I'd like to thank in order of how uh patreon lists them i don't know what this order is uh mads the ostium podcast and chelsea jean and alice thank you so much everyone for your support
0: yay thank you all (laughs) so much
1: (laughs) and a very will-sized yay yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well they've seen the title of the episode
0: they've seen the title
1: they've seen the title we're going to talk about drama yeah. In a general sense. In a even general Even though there's one sense. teeny tiny bit of drama that's happened lately. Even, I, I don't, I, I guess I could call this news, really. It's not really drama. Because right. it just happened. And that's what makes it fascinating to me. Because right. in this case, everyone involved sort of formed a union and just did the thing. There was no, yes. like, conjecture here say they just, done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think let's start by giving some explanations and definitions and parameters so i want to talk about community drama um because i think it's fascinating and because i don't know about you gavin but like i am someone people consistently seem to go to asking for like what is going on in community drama when it comes to specifically audio drama twitter yeah um Now, granted, um, I I understand that to some degree because I I am a journalist, but I (laughs) I don't like staying up to date with it Um, because one thing I think is really important is defining what is drama and what is news, right? Yes. Um, And I think that those lines are really blurry because when it comes to fiction, when it comes to fiction podcasts, like when it comes to the audio drama Twitter sphere. Um, I think that there is a really blurry line between business relationships and friendships. And I think that because of that, what is drama and what is news gets blurry. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason that we're talking about this right now is because uh, there has been discussion About Lunar Light Studio. Um, I think pretty much every show has left the network um, with claims of abusive behavior from two of the founders, I think. And I say I think because I know very little about anything leading up to this. Um, Because in the last year, for sure, but even a little bit more than that, I have move to, take in, to taking a very hands-off approach to any drama in the community. I want it to be clear that that doesn't mean that I think people who have allegations of abuse shouldn't be called out. I I do think they should be called out, and I do pay attention to those things. But I think there is a difference between observing what's happening and making decisions based on how you interpret those things and actually being wrapped up in drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Gavin, what's, what's your perspective on drama versus news and how these things play out in the audio drama community?
1: They have, uh, so there's a, there's no optimum way for anything from grievances on the low end of the spectrum to genuine problems that need to be immediately addressed and not in a what can we as a community do or Mm -hmm. even though that is a valid thing to discuss there are some times where things need to happen right now Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: there is no optimum way to do that online and twitter absolutely is not a good place for long conversations to happen um, right or for lots of information to be shared quickly but that's where most of it happens.
0: And I think it <laughs> happens there for a lot of reasons, too. But I think I think we can all agree, like, Twitter is not a good place for, like, really important, long-form, substantial discussions.
1: Yes. Even from the long... Even just from the structural perspective, and this is a thing I get really hung up on. You've heard me say this before. But even from the structural perspective of I post five tweets that... All are one thought and someone responds to tweet number one. If I then respond to that tweet, it is entirely possible. Someone clicking through from something getting quote tweeted somewhere will read the first tweet. And then the second one that does not address the other four. And then my response to that, and they might not ever see those other four. And if people start responding to each individual tweet, it becomes a family tree Mm -hmm. That is impossible to trace, even with Twitter's new sort of little line tracing thing that they've added in on some versions of Twitter where it like shows how nested these things are, like old forum quotes.
0: Oh, God, I haven't even seen that. Oh, Lord.
1: It's not great. It works better, but it's not great. (sighs) Forums worked perfectly fine. Why can't we go back to that? Uh
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
1: Anyway, that just from a structural perspective, having a conversation or sharing something huge without doing the screenshot of a word doc is complicated and can
0: mm-hmm.
1: phase out a message really quick.
0: So you seem to know more about lunar light than I do, I think. Could you give some background on what exactly is going on in the studio?
1: so from what i'm aware and i'll just sort of lay my cards on the table here not that i have any direct interaction besides like saying i said a nice thing about Mm -hmm. bad advertising and they quote tweeted me lunar light their what is their catchphrase it's like uh uh, pretty Mm -hmm. witty and gay it's a very queer podcasting network that's the whole deal they brought on um sarah zadig for Mm -hmm. uh, uh they brought on trans questioning her podcast And that's sort of how that's really the last time I got any behind the scenes sort of glimpse of it, because she talked about on the episode after joining about how it's a support network and she's going to get funding from the Patreon they have. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to like sell ads or anything. Uh, And it's a very left. It's an Mm -hmm. extremely leftist podcast or podcast network. And they're all very queer and it's all very great. But then I didn't really I wasn't listening to anything actively and sort of just dropped off. I've had several subscribe mm-hmm. that I just need to listen to, but I haven't. Then, a couple days ago, what was it? August first, it looks like. Yeah, August first. A statement is posted by Clownhouse, which is the way I interpret this. I might be reading this wrong. Clownhouse is the stream family of Penny Parker and founder Blue Space Queen, aka Blue Linux, and Hay Stews, which is Haley Rose. Clownhouse is one of these like on on Twitch you can be in sort of a sort of mm-hmm. how multi-channel mm-hmm. networks work in YouTube. It's a similar thing in Twitch is how I understand. So Clownhouse says uh, due to interpersonal events that have been occurring over the past year and a half Uh, Blue Space Queen and Hay Stews will be removed from the Clownhouse streaming group and and subsequently from its communities and circles. Blue and Haley have acted out abusively and created an environment which has resulted in a number of our members feeling scared, hurt, powerless, and unsafe. From an intervention which took place on Monday, uh, July 27th, it was decided that the situation could not be resolved in a manner which involves our party staying together, and we have come to the conclusion that the best way forward is by separating our content and personal lives from theirs and deaths. Definitely details of the events which will lead, which led us to this resolution will be released by the discretion of those directly involved. Uh, and that was posted by Chase Young uh, from Clownhouse. And then the official lunar light studio, Twitter releases a statement uh, from Ray and the rest of lunar light, which means everyone, but blue and mm-hmm. uh, Haley, uh, a statement from lunar light studio, LLS has been made aware of the accusations of abuse carried out by uh, Blue Lennox and Haley Rose towards members of Clown House. Those accusations can be found in the original source attached. They're quote-tweeting that thing. Due to this fact, as well as similar ongoing situations and concerns within our own network, Blue and Haley have been chosen to have chosen to remove themselves from Lunar Light Studio Effective immediately. This decision has not come lightly. Continuing the work of Lunar Light Studio without these founding members is a painful and difficult course for all of us. However, out of a commitment to the well-being and values of every member of our network, we feel confident that this is the right decision to make. We believe this is the best for all parties involved, including Blue and Haley. Lunar Light Studios does not condone abuse of any kind. Our interest lies solely in protecting and centering the interests of those directly affected. As we part ways, we urge you to keep in mind that everyone involved in the situation is a human being. Please respect the privacy of the victims and their personal de- decisions to disclose any details mm. at their own discretion. Regards, Lunar Light Studio. This is the smoothest yes. something like this has ever happened. This happened... Uh, the Clown House post was at 945 and the Lunar Light Studio version was posted at 1259. So 945 in the morning and then mm-hmm. 1 p.m. basically. Uh, several people from Lunar Light individually have uh, then either replied to or quote tweeted things So if you click through, you can suss out such fun details as the $60 a month income from the Lunar Light Studio Patreon, which is supposed to be going to Mm -hmm. sort sort of a slush fund for everyone to use. No one has received any of that money. And the founders who have since since this happened deleted their Twitter accounts Mm -hmm. entirely are not going to be allowing the members to have the Lunar Light brand or the LLC. So everyone involved in Lunar Light Studio basically has to go do Something on their own. They can't keep the Lunar Light name. And the Patreon has a post saying that the Twitter account for Lunar Light Studios has been locked out. Everyone else has been locked out. So, uh, assumedly, Blue Linux and Haley Rose are the people with that account, but they haven't deleted the statement or anything. Like, that's still up on the Twitter and on the website. It's on the splash page. This. Community of very leftist podcasters banded together and mm-hmm. all left at once. Um, there are some uh, individual accounts of abuse. And there is a... Uh, there's This is the last one I'll read. And I'll, I'll pick and choose here, but I'll link it and everything in the show notes. Uh, fans and friends, etc., etc. On Saturday, we released a statement letting you know that the abuse allegations against Blue and Haley had caused us to part ways and sever our creative band brands as the LLS network. Moved forward in a different direction. In the following days, it has been made clear that Blue and Haley have no intention of ceding the name and brand of the remaining network members and have chosen to claim all monies belonging to the network and to Lunar Light Studio LLC. This is in bold. This is no longer an amicable separation. We will be ceasing all use of branding immediately and and relinquishing all funds, and we ask that you halt your donations to the Patreon immediately. Please be aware of the podcasters on this network uh, They have never received any payment from Lunar Light Studio LLC's account. Uh, The members of this collective have lost access to the official Lunar Light Studio Patreon account. We would like to make it clear that from now on, the Lunar Light brand is only associated with Haley and Blue. Any support directed at Lunar Light in the future will only be going directly to them and not to the rest of the former LLS members. This includes donations to the Patreon, any social media presence, and anything with the name Lunar Light Studio. Here's the good news. All of the remaining members of the network are committed to continuing to produce quality content and shows you all love and will continue uninterrupted as we build a new home for ourselves and figure out our new identity together. We will need your help and support through this transition now more than ever. We hope you uh, understand the barriers we are facing when we pick ourselves up proudly to create something stronger and more beautiful, unburdened by a brand that we are more than happy to leave behind. And then this is signed by every single podcast on Lunar Light Studios that isn't run by uh mm-hmm. Blue or Haley. And then three other people, uh Red Van uh Buskirk, Ryan Mitchum and Penny Parker, who are streamers who were involved with Lunar Light Studios people and whatnot. So that is the most condensed mm-hmm. version of this I can find. And as far as community drama goes, it kind of just happened over three days, three or four days, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yep. It's over. <laughs> this rarely does not go down like this.
0: No, not at all. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot to unpack about the differences between this and most other things that happen on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Man, Gavin, how do we even go about this conversation? Like, <laughs> like... The problem is that, at least for me, I am so torn and so ambivalent about literally every instance of drama that, like, on one hand, I feel very uh, convicted in my stances. Yeah. On the other hand, I don't feel convicted at all, and I feel like I shouldn't have an opinion on them. And I think that that's the thing that I'm going to trust here, because my issue largely with a, a lot of intercommunity drama is like is when it becomes something where everyone gets involved but nobody has the full picture
1: yeah cuz how know, can you right
0: exactly like i know that i know that i'm not going to have the full picture on anything one because i don't think it's possible to without being in the situations and two because i also don't feel like i was gonna say i don't feel like it's my business i don't think that that's correct i don't want it to be my business (laughs) i like i want to promote voices of people who i think are good people doing something good right And I want to be aware of not putting people on a platform if I feel like they are unkind, and especially if they are abusive people, if they have displayed patterns of racism and transphobia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I like to keep aware of these things because I think it's important for journalists to keep aware of these things. I I don't want podcasting to be Hollywood. I don't want things to be an open secret ever.
1: But Will, that's how you get clicks.
0: (sighs) Lord. Um, Hey, by the way, if if anybody listening thinks that journalists are paid based on uh, clicks ever, (laughs) um, you are very wrong. (laughs) You're so so fundamentally wrong. Um, A lot of people think that, which is insane to me.
1: You would think um, I have the stats of the pod report I could share with anyone who wants to see them uh, that show all of my posts that are uh, basically telling Gimlet to go fuck themselves because I was in a salty mood that day. Um, Those if that's the case, should be making me so much money, but mm-hmm. they didn't even get that many clicks.
0: Yeah, it's it's just it's just full stop not how journalism works. But the prop but but there are problems here. I think that one of the main problems is that people treat what should be a work complaint like petty interpersonal Twitter drama. And I think that I think that largely that has been because there are not systems in place that would encourage people to actually go through a work-like reporting procedure.
1: Yeah, because for this, a lot of it is people working with friends. Yes. Or... Uh working with people they think will it's either you know it's a friendship thing it's purely like strangers working with strangers or it's ladder climbing which i don't have specific examples of any of these but like that is a thing that does happen like people will work with each other purely because this is a beneficial business relationship but they might also not get along in the slightest
0: and honestly i think that sometimes that's okay sometimes yeah, that's it's just it's okay work. <laughs> to
1: not get along with people right but also our social media presences are all tweet happy fun get together right and that can that can grate immediately right
0: i think there's a specific difference between how we bring things up in work and how we bring things up on twitter and exactly like one of the problems is that if you have a healthy workplace and you have reporting procedures you don't have to take things to Twitter. I I do genuinely believe that most quote-unquote Twitter drama would not be Twitter drama if one, if these things were put in place, if two, Twitter wasn't literally the only way somebody had to say, hey, my colleague is literally harassing people. But yeah. also, three, if everyone seeing those tweets didn't make it didn't make it something other than what it is
1: you must take up your banner of your chosen person and defend them on the internet.
0: exactly and it bothers me because i feel like i feel like what i see a lot and one of the reasons i just i just kind of stopped looking at any of these things is because somebody will say something and they will be very clear about what they're saying and then Someone else will interpret it a very different way. And what happens from there is that maybe the person who posted originally will reply saying, actually, that's not really what I meant. What I meant was this. I'm, you know, I'm sorry if it was confusing. But by then, the second tweet will already have its new thread of discussions. Yep. And nobody is And
1: everything gets lost in the noise.
0: Exactly. And then we we get branches off of that and off of that and off of that of people saying, well, here's my experience. Well, here's my experience. Well, this reminds me of this time with a different person, but this is the same thing. And two things happen when that happens. One, like you said, everything is lost in the noise. But second, the original person is now in a place of more danger forever coming forward about something. So we have people who are saying things like like oh i had this bad experience and then that is turned into something completely different um and i've seen this this is not unique to podcasting at all like even a little no um i came from the world of slam poetry and this was like this happened on the daily like people loved this shit
1: I mean, look at how there is a cottage industry built up around YouTube drama in particular. I myself partake occasionally, especially with the pro-Jared situation, but there's, you are rewarded for having a take about a thing. Again, I've shit talked Shane Dawson as much as humanly possible mm -hmm. whenever he's in the news again because it's fun Mm -hmm. and he's a human punching bag, but people then will take those same air quotes reporting strategies Mm -hmm. and even the same like approach to talking about something that maybe you don't have enough info on where unlike with the youtube thing where purely you are working off of a video that this person crafted created put effort into so everything you're looking at is intended you're looking at tweets and Maybe some audio from a chat cast that has next to no effort put into it. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe some of these aren't thought-through, argued structures. Maybe they are examples of uh, systemic problems that person has in their head. But also, things could be interpreted a million different ways. And it's a complicated, layered situation that is not behooved by several people are typing in chat on Discord at the same time. Right. And also... When someone makes a genuine mistake, even if they double down and are the asshole in the situation after the fact, that never really gets processed as, oh, it was a genuine mistake. Case in point, and this is not a commentary on the quality of the show involved, but there was that one time someone made a post about they were uh, something the creators of King Falls AM said. They were disappointed in that, and they said something about it's a, they were a strong believer in death of the author. Death of the author is a very common literary term that someone making an audio drama for many, many years probably should know, um, if only for casual Harry Potter discourse over the past decade. Mm-hmm. The term death of the author was interpreted as a literal death threat by one of the two writers of KFAM, and they said so on Twitter. (laughs) And then the fandom went, what? And that was some drama for a bit. Someone said something on the Discord about um, one of the characters being a beloved gay idiot or something like that, and that was interpreted by an overly cautious mod as being homophobic, said by a queer person. Uh, like it was that is a complete misunderstanding of online language and how people people have certain styles of humor on the internet and calling someone a lovable dumbass is not calling them an actual dumbass
0: but at the same time a lot of people say you know people use like oh well it's it's my humor you don't understand online humor yeah, exactly as
1: a defense
0: for saying awful things like
1: It is impossible.
0: (laughs) What I think this all comes down to is that more and more, I feel like we are geared to give immediate reactions to everything. Yes. That we are encouraged to employ a very black and white system of moral reasoning and that if we don't do both of those things, our stance is immediately assumed in the worst faith possible you've taken aside exactly somehow even abstaining from something is seen as taking a side, and i think that there is i i think that there is such great love for taking aside which some some sometimes there are clear-cut things to take aside on <laughs> like something yeah but sometimes there aren't one thing you and i have talked about a lot is that Two people on opposite sides of an argument can both be true and both be false. Like, they they can both say things that are correct and things that are incorrect. Or they can both say things that we agree with and that we disagree with. When it comes to situations like this, I would say it's it's rare in in this specific community. I think it's rare... That one person is clearly in the right and one person is clearly in the wrong.
1: And to be able to effectively keep track of what all parties involved are saying because of how the structure of wherever they're having this conversation works. Whether it's multiple channels on Discord or multiple places on Twitter. Like, there was one time I was literally doing journalism on a thread that Jordan Cobb was making because so many people responding to Jordan that... It was creating, like I said, a tree of yep. life and it was so confusing. I started making, I started basically reporting in my own separate thread different points that Jordan was making because it was fucking impossible to read right. and that's not on Jordan. No, not Jordan's at all. Jordan's just engaging with people who was talking to yeah. her and like imagine, like imagine if, if this Lunar Light Studio thing had been like each individual person on the network having to say their piece at the same time it would take probably two journalists just watching from the sidelines Mm -hmm. and a medium post at bare minimum of like 2000 words taking screenshots so that nothing gets deleted and destroys the facts and like it would be a job Mm -hmm. to keep track of some of these things
0: and uh let's talk about that it should be a job this is what an hr person should do yeah (laughs) because that's what it comes down to is like we have people who are making podcasts with other people and and even if they're making it with just, you know, their friends, they still it's still something that they take very seriously. And I know that this adds another barrier of entry to podcasting, which I philosophically do not think has no barrier of entry. I disagree with that claim outright, and I am wary of adding more barriers of entry. But if, you, if you're if you going to make a podcast network, which by the way, to my knowledge, Lunar Light was an LLC. Yeah,
1: they they actually had an LLC. In fact, there were, there was, I don't know if the link's still here. Um, yeah, I think it's gone by now, but there used to be a tab on the website, I know because I almost did it, where you could pay them something like 50 bucks to get an ad spot on an episode where they would shout out your show. Yeah. Uh, So they were, not only did the Patreon exist, but they had the ability for people to book ads. I don't know if anyone actually did, but they were going that far where there was the ability to direct buy something through PayPal, which has a paper trail. Right.
0: If you're going to start a business, you need reporting procedures. So I can say at Hug House, we don't have a typical HR person. We have Anne, who does like the business side of HR. And then we have Giancarlo Herrera who is our cast liaison. And he acts as essentially our our de facto go between if if there if anybody has any problems with how we're doing anything and they don't feel comfortable bringing it to us, they bring it to Giancarlo and he brings it to us and we talk about it and it gets resolved. We have reporting procedures in place and I think it is I think that we are past the point where we can say, like, oh, I'm just making a cute, fun thing with my friends. I don't really need to think about this. Yeah. Like, audio drama is an industry. It is a community and, it's and worth, an industry. it's
1: worth pointing out, we are specifically talking about audio drama because yes. this does seem... When it's three dudes talking about movies, it's... Dude,
0: even then, uh, like...
1: <laughs> even then, there will be drama, but, like, I feel like a lot of the... Intense energy that comes with both the positive and the negative sides of social media interactions that specifically ties to audio drama is because there is so much more effort put into this. Because if Mm -hmm. you're putting a lot of effort into a nonfiction thing, more likely than not, you're already affiliated with a major network that does have Mm -hmm. employment procedures. You're working for NPR. You're working for Serial. You're working for whoever. With audio drama, you could be putting more effort than some of those reported nonfiction shows into something. And you have Mm -hmm. a Patreon that makes you $24 a month. But Mm -hmm. you also have a sound designer. You have actors that you're having to herd like cats. Whether or not they're good or not, whenever you have to juggle schedules, it's frustrating. And then you also have this whole network of like, you should be working with XYZ because they're super friendly or they're super fun or they will help you or they're in a thing. And you should episode trade and you should promo trade. You should do this. Like there's all these things that these creative types now have to do. And I'm not saying those these creative types in like a negative way. Like it's just... Now everyone has to work 15 jobs at once. Right.
0: And also, like, I know, I know most of us did not ever receive training on yeah. things like this. Like, like, first off, um, I like, I have a degree in education. Like, I I did not go to school for business. But then I also think, like, many of us don't have a college degree in the first place. It's not like we were taught this shit in high school. Like, We don't have. We don't really have access to the knowledge of how to be an HR person until we have to find that knowledge because we're in a situation. And new
1: media lionizes Mm -hmm. people who do everything themselves.
0: Yes. I mean, I I would argue that that's always the case for art, like in as much as auteur theory, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Online, like specifically though, like that is. Gold standard is do mm-hmm, it all yourself mm-hmm. and then get successful. Then you can work with people.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With all of that said, first off, y'all, please stop coming to me for drama. It makes me very tired and it makes me very sad. It's usually a lot of people who I really love and really respect um, who are like who I then it's it's a lot. It's It's just a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot for me to take on as somebody who is not involved in it and takes a lot of measures to make sure that those things don't happen in my own podcast production like it's a lot it's it's very it's a very emotional subject um and that leads me to the second half of this is why do y'all want to know so bad (laughs) like i'm serious because when drama happens in audio drama twitter um, it's a bunch of people I care about who are hurt deeply for a lot of valid reasons. And when I get people asking me about it, it's not often like, oh my god, is this person okay? What's going on? It's like, ooh, what's the goss?" Which I think is very dehumanizing. Um, and I think it is very disrespectful. And i I think that before you engage in quote unquote Twitter drama in the community, you need to ask yourself why. Are you doing it because you want to make sure that you are only working with people who, uh, whose ethics align with yours? If that's the case, why are you looking at it in the middle of the drama? Why not look at it after the fact by doing research when it's not actively happening, when emotions are still high? Why don't you look at what comes of it? If you're not doing it for that reason, Uh, Are you doing it because your friend is involved? If that is the case, I would say to caution yourself before jumping in and check with your friend and ask them. You know, like, instead of making assumptions and instead of making it your problem, talk to the person. Um, I want to give an instance of this. Uh, A while back, there was somebody... On Twitter who was talking about um, a thing that frustrated them in the community for very good reason. It was a concern about accessibility. And someone else came onto the thread to argue against their thesis. And I don't think that the argument against the thesis was hostile. But from there, there was a lot of misunderstanding and watching it unfold made me feel very uncomfortable for a person i respect deeply who i thought was being dismissed in a way that i could not ethically stand by and watch so what i could have done is jump into the twitter fight and defend my friend and get really pissed off that's not what i did what I did was I messaged my friend and I said, hey, I don't want to speak over you. I don't think that that would solve anything. Would you like me to hop in? Would you like some back backup? Um, what kind of a tone would you like me to have? Should I be trying to de-escalate this? Should I be placating? Like, what do you need in this moment? And they responded and that is when I started responding, Um, and when I did so, I made sure to take moments to process before I said anything. I would wait until I had taken some deep breaths, I would wait until I was no longer angry, and I came into it from a point of trying to reach a mutual understanding with the knowledge that both parties involved were upset for very different reasons. I'm not saying that that's necessarily what you need to do every single time, but I am saying like, I want you to think about these things. I want you to think about why you're jumping into drama. Um, And if it's not because you care about who you work with and it's not because you want to defend your friend, if it's because you think that the drama is like entertaining and fun, um, there are these really cool things called books. And I think that you should just try reading one. I think they're pretty cool. They come in both fiction and nonfiction. They have stories in them. A lot of them are meant for entertainment purposes. I think you could give that a try. Gavin, I'm sorry for my very long rant.
1: (laughs) No, it was a really good rant.
0: (laughs) I'm just tired. Uh, I'm just tired. I'm tired of everybody... I'm tired of everybody being so involved in things that aren't their business. I'm tired of people exacerbating things that are valid and important claims that people have no other method to make except for being on Twitter. I'm tired of people having bad faith interpretations of everything that's said. I am tired of people reacting with immediate hostility and then reacting so quick and not taking time to process like
1: it all like there's such a spectrum between genuine problem and then on the far end you get stuff like that death of the author thing where it's an author just sort of stumbling out of their cave bleary-eyed and not understanding an internet mm -hmm. thing and then interpreting death of the Mm -hmm. author as a death threat and then that just explodes, and they both have the exact same level of mm-hmm. traction. Mm-hmm. And they're both approached the exact same way, and again, structurally, sometimes it's impossible to read everything. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. might seem like there's both sides to this, but really, there's five, because is a i forgot the shape of the stop sign uh
0: octagon i got is an you
1: octagon uh, which might not <laughs> that's eight sides i think mm-hmm, um
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> oct is eight like an octopus
1: where there's multiple people joining the conversation and leaving it and doing different things yes and the threat and they might be here's the other fun thing you can't even do click on the retweet button or the bit where it says retweets and quote tweets and then read all those because some people are screenshotting and then posting the picture and there's no link between the two and one could say that's subtweeting but others might say it's preserving tweets in case they get deleted.
0: Also like y'all sometimes people have me blocked and it's okay like Like, sometimes people ask me, like, oh, well, what's your take on this? What's your opinion? And I'll say, well, like, I can't read the other side because they have me blocked. And (laughs) And then then people seem to think that that's a judgment on their character. And it's not. I think that people can hate me deeply and still be right and still be good people. Like, (laughs) they're not the same thing.
1: Also, as someone who has nearing four digits of people blocked... Most of which are corporations and because they use a block list, but also because if I'll see people being asshole to someone else in a thread and just block them so they don't ever like interact right. with me. I've had people quote tweet me to be an asshole and is block yep. them so it breaks the quote tweet. No, no free, uh, no free rides here. <laughs> like blocking's fun and easy. I honestly don't know why celebrities make such a big deal, but I got the mute button ready to go. Block them.
0: Block them don't mute
1: the well it's because they want the money is the, the finger thing needs the money they still want you to Ooh, follow right, right, and right see all the new book tweets or whatever oh, but yeah. uh anyway this is turning into social media rant yes the thing about community drama is it is huge it is difficult to keep track of if you're not there when it happens but if you join it when it happens you influence it and it could be for better or worse i have yet to see any situation like this that ends amicably, except for what appears to have happened on August the 6th, so it's really close, but Lunar Light Studio, which seemed to cool down three days ago, insofar as everyone involved was getting no money and no support, and uh, people involved were getting emotionally abused. Uh, I read a thread by a streamer who was on the Deck of Friendship, uh, TTRPG podcast on Lunar Light Studio, and they recounted the things that they for legal reasons, alleged uh, <clears throat> the founders did to them, including a lot of gaslighting. And it's abhorrent. Being in the in the thick of it back then would have done nothing. Mm-hmm. And now all these people have no money from Luderlight Studios and no branding, but also not associated with those people. Mm-hmm. One thing I would caution with community drama, and this is Gavin's cynical side coming out, is giving people involved in allegations a cookie for doing quote, the right thing when that thing can be undone extremely easy
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether or not blue lennox and Haley are good people or not i believe the allegations as i feel I, those are very soberly and very well presented in a way that had to take so much mental effort to do because mm-hmm. those people have followings They got clout, (laughs) more Mm -hmm. so than this person. Both of those founders deleted their Twitter accounts. And I know it's not a thing a lot of people have done, but as someone who has deleted a couple of junk Twitter accounts I don't need anymore, you can reactivate those Mm -hmm. after so many days. Before a certain timer runs out, you can reactivate an account and it's just back. Mm -hmm. And having seen what Nick Robinson did, where he didn't delete his Twitter, but he changed his at, and he changed his profile... Um, or not his at he changed his username and he changed his uh, stuff around to make it look like he wasn't nick robinson unless Mm -hmm. you got an in joke on his profile and he just kind of waited for people to not be mad anymore about him being nick robinson and then he went back to being nick robinson and now he has a steady multi-thousand dollar patreon supporting and he has a youtube channel and he's doing probably better financially than he did at polygon
0: yep probably
1: So if someone does do, if someone deletes their Twitter and just leaves the conversation and it seems like they've done the right thing, maybe they have done the right thing, but that Twitter account could come back within a month.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reminder that cancel culture does not exist. Yes. Uh, Don't talk to us in response to this episode about like, oh, cancel culture is so bad. It's not real. Don't. I'm not interested in your take.
1: People's careers (laughs) can be affected by things. Yes. But the whole well they're gone now no they're not
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and in a in a capitalistic world uh will you were talking about uh, watching a thing about this but and i i think it struck really home that we are encouraged to reinvent ourselves constantly
0: yes oh my god yeah i was watching oh i was watching this beautiful event um between two poets um Eduardo Corral and Ocean Vuong, who are both amazing. And actually, I to my knowledge, I know Ocean came from the spoken word world, but I'm not sure about Corral. Um, uh, Ocean Vuong said essentially, like, how how do you feel about the fact that in capitalism, like Gavin said, we, are, we constantly have to reinvent ourselves and be new in order to be worth attention? And that struck me really close to home with me. Um and yeah, I think absolutely is in line with things here. And and up the same alley like I think that there's something to be said about abolition when it comes to all of this. Um because abolition is not just about the prison industrial complex, it is about our carceral forms of quote-unquote justice. It is about uh, carceral actions in every step of our lives. It's not just about like literally the prison system. Um, And I think think that that's... I'm not going to unpack that all. I am not an abolition expert. I am doing my readings. I am doing my best. But I am not qualified to speak on this. But it does feel like it touches on a lot of the same things.
1: And again, this isn't a roundabout way of saying don't bring your grievances into public like
0: no that's not yeah that's not like studio thing
1: perfect example yes but
0: the issue is that we need people to treat their creative endeavors like businesses and have have steps in place for when somebody needs to bring something up in a way that won't be dangerous for them yes
1: because it sounds like this happened behind the scenes and did not work For LLS and reach the point where the thing fell apart but there could have been five bits of Lunar Light Studios community drama and then like each show spins off one after the other once they find out like what's been happening not in the group discord like no one's been talking to each other and then everyone hates each other and Mm -hmm. really it was miscommunication
0: I think that I do genuinely think that people turn to Twitter because there is no other way for them to speak up and be safe but i do also think that if you're going to take to twitter one for your safety for your safety and two like because i think it is the right thing to do i think that you need to to take to twitter in a way that's very purposeful and very thought through you know like I think that you need a second pair of eyes on what you're gonna say, and I think that you need you need to have a system in place for what you're gonna do if if this gets you even more harassed or if conversations spin off. I think that you need uh, you need a plan for how to reassert your thesis and explain again what you mean. i I think I think that these things, because there's no system in place, I think that usually people wait until emotions are so high that it is impossible to, to actually accomplish the goal of people being understood mm-hmm. and people being respected and appreciated. And I think that that's uh, deeply tragic on behalf of the people who come forward with claims, because they shouldn't ever even have to be in that situation in the first place. But I do also think, like, if you find yourself in this situation, I I just hope that you can... That you have the resources and the community and the ability to make sure that you are conveying what you need to convey clearly and in an organized fashion which is why i think this thing with lunar light went so well
1: relatively like it's still a horrible thing to have happened as well
0: as something can happen in a a situation like this exactly like in a perfect world uh they would have responded to these claims and become better people or in a slightly less perfect world they would have said oh we realize that you all want to do this I'm just gonna de-platform myself. I'm just gonna Jenna Marbles. Like I'm gonna take some time away. <laughs> like, like I realize that I need to work on things internally. I respect all of you. I'm going to step away. I will make sure that you all get the funds that you were promised. Like, that's what should have happened. But in the case where this had to be what happened, I think this is the best way it could have gone. Hey, ah, oh, sleepy Galvin. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts on all of this?
1: Not really. I think you covered it quite succinctly.
0: Cool. I don't know if it was succinct, but you know,
1: you covered it.
0: <laughs> we covered it. Okay. Should we should we give recommendations? Sure. Okay.
1: Why don't you go first while I totally don't look for the joke book?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, My first recommendation is Arden. I know that we've talked about it on this podcast before, but they're back with a second season. Um, Arden is a true crime satire that is also a modernization of Shakespeare. So the second season is is taken from Hamlet. It features uh, Dana Hamill, who is the Hamlet stand-in, who, instead of doing soliloquies, um, does... She's a singer-songwriter and does open mic nights, which I think is fucking brilliant. Um, What I really love about this season, you do have to listen to the first season, which is um, a retelling of uh, the play. It's got a name. Romeo and Juliet. There we go. (laughs) You know, the big one. (laughs)
1: You know, the one.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Um. You do have to listen to the first season because it features the same main reporters as the first season. Um, but what I really love about the second season is that it is just a masterclass in things unsaid. There are so many, like, historied relationships in season two where the audience is not given context to what, like, inside jokes mean, you know? Um we are just there to observe these characters and their relationships together. And I think that's brilliant. And I think it is so elegantly done here while also still being like a fucking weird, hilarious, absurd show. It, it balances tones so well. So that's Arden, which is A-R-D-E-N. Um, listen to it from the beginning. It rules.
1: I don't have a podcast this week. I don't because, either. Um, well, <laughs> I'm going to share... Uh, I'll, I guess I'll do two for both of us I have Perfect. Jokesforkids.lol
0: Amazing
1: Forward slash fantasy Forward slash wizard Good uh, Here you will find a great collection of funny, silly, and corny Wizard jokes for kids of all ages Teens and adults who do not want to grow up This funny collection of friendly and good jokes Riddles and puns about wizard Are clean and safe for children of all ages Kids will laugh out loud when they hear these jokes about wizard! Exclamation mark! Whoa! First up this one has a spelling error in it, so you know good, it's good.
0: Good, good, good. How do you address oh, an angry amazing. wizard? How? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next one's even worse, and we'll get to it in a moment. But first, I would like to recommend this podcast that infuriates me because it's, quote, just a side project, and it's fantastic margaritas and donuts.
0: Yes. Oh, my God.
1: Faith McQuinn of Boom, uh, had some time between episodes of Boom and decided to make a rom-com, and it's called Margaritas and Donuts. Uh, I'm gonna read the show description here real quick. Margaritas and Donuts is a limited series rom-com about dating over 40. Josephine, a pediatrician, is pretty unlucky, uh, romantically with her li- with a little cloak, yeah wow with a little coaxing from her best friend katrina josephine starts a relationship with malik an ophthalmologist that works in the office across the hall from hers malik is exactly what josephine needs but she doesn't quite realize it dot 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 yet this show is so good
0: it's so good it's so good and they just released all of the episodes compiled in one go so you can just listen to it like a movie
1: sweet yeah um I've talked about some of the stuff in the first episode of the pod report weekly. And I don't want to double over it, but one thing I didn't really focus on that. I really want to focus on here is the realness of the tensions between Josephine and Malik as they start dating because rom-coms, I mean, a lot of them really exaggerate personal flaws and things like that while people are dating each other, sort of just sort of sell it mm-hmm. to people and to make it as general as possible so that all audiences enjoy it. Uh, Malik has some weirdness to him that does is that rubs Josephine the wrong way Mm -hmm. that's entirely in her head but there are also genuine personality differences that they have to adjust to as adults to be Mm -hmm. able to enjoy each other because they do have you know they go through the usual you know sort of generic movie heterosexual uh dating thing where it's like they meet each other and there's a funny little interaction and then they actually go on a date and then sparks fly and they have sex and then like but then after they have sex they have to actually be people together.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yes.
1: And it it's so good. It's I like so good. I don't want to talk about what happens in the show oh, yeah, that. No, no, no. besides the fact this is really good also, it has the best co branding deal with a company ever because there's an alcoholic donut company in mm-hmm. Nashville it's that so delivers. Cute. And they have a coupon code with uh, this alcoholic donut company that delivers.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's so delightful.
1: So, yes, that's margaritas and donuts. And before Will's second wreck, I'm going to share number gimme, two gimme, gimme. on jokesforkids.lol forward slash fantasy forward slash wizard. Yeah. How many wizards does it take to change a light bulb? How many?: This one's not satisfactory in the slightest widow.
0: Oh great, okay. Answer
1: None. Wizards don't use electricity. Oh, <laughs> that one is uh, tagged electricity, Harry Potter, light bulb, and wizard.
0: Oh no. This is uh that's a very surreal joke as somebody who's <laughs> somebody whose own audio drama is about basically an electricity, electricity wizard. Yeah. <laughs> oh delightful. Oh, Will, what's wonderful. your second wreck? My second wreck is Desperado. Desperado is an audio drama um about three death gods. Um it's so good. So the story follows three people from around the world who have had encounters with deities of death,, um, all taken to my knowledge from like actual folklore. Um and these three gods of death,, uh, they find themselves all on the same boat. Um, I think, I think the plot can best be, Uh, best be relayed by this tweet from Desperado, which is uh, at Desperado underscore radio. Uh, The tweet says, What if... We were both on a boat, question mark, and devised a plot to kill God, question mark, dot, 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 ha, 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 JK, dot, 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 unless, question mark with eyes emoji. Uh, That's the plot. Uh, (laughs) It's really, really, really good. The acting and the writing are like hypnotic. It's so easy to just let yourself sink into and listen to while also being like really, really, really high stakes. It's somehow both comforting and uh not stressful. Like you really believe the stakes, but it feels so comforting to listen to. It just wraps you up in the story. Um it is so good. It it's just it's gorgeous um i love that we see you know depictions of these gods from from different cultures and i love that we see it's kind of american godsy in yeah. a certain way um it's just great if, if you're looking for an audio drama that feels both really high stakes and really poetic Desperados for you so that's Desperado, which is D E S P E R A D O. Um, and it rules. Gavin, second rec?
1: My second rec, which is uh, since we had a heavy episode today, I'll do one more from JokesForKids.lol. Yeah, let's uh, do it. What did, the ti- what did the tired wizard do?
0: <laughs> what? He sat down for a spell. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh,
1: let's see if I can spell this right. We're going to talk about the God's Head Incidental.
0: Yes, yes. There are yes, yes, four yes. episodes.
1: This is somewhat related to uh, Will's recommendation because there are gods involved quite yes. frequently. The God's Head Incidental is a audio drama about. Uh, okay press kit thank you i love i love podcasts that have it on lock yes let's see here where's your description um
0: the only community whose name i i remember is Laura Mipsum.
1: Well, because Laura the the main character of the first episode, or not main character, best character in the first episode, (laughs) in the city of God's Head, where the God of Justice heads the city government, and the God of Oral Hygiene sells toothpaste on TV, (laughs) non-divine college dropout, Imogen plugs away at her job as a resident advice columnist maddie monday at the local newspaper the god's head incidental a chance brush with the god of memory leads her to form an unlikely alliance with a theatrical thief to find her missing sister and possibly uncover a vast conspiracy that undermines the concept of godhood as she knows it this whole concept of godhood thing very much ties into america it's not like this this i mean the show probably people working on read american gods because it's like one of the most popular game and yeah. novels but if that concept of godhood and what makes a god and like sort of minor deities not just like these three are in charge uh if that at all interests you god's head is your jam it is yeah. absolutely mine there are four episodes they're really good it really, features some really, of really the good. best pigeon foley you're ever gonna hear in a podcast <laughs> their press kit is gorgeous to look at i know i I don't normally talk about press kits but like it's
0: a good one
1: they have it's a good one
0: especially like use it as an example if you ever want to make a press kit for your for your own show like they got pronouns
1: for the characters not just the actors there's a cast list with their role pronouns other shows they've been in Mm -hmm. there's links like hot links in it to take you to other stuff it tells mm-hmm. you about the team like i know i'm talking i'm I'm talking there's just bespoke music for the show godsend incidental is really good
0: It's really good.
1: It's going to be eight episodes total once it's done. The content warnings are handled beautifully where Mm -hmm. they give general content warnings at the beginning and then tell you to look in the show notes. And as of episode four, they're giving specific time codes for where each thing happens in the Mm -hmm. show notes. Mm -hmm. So it is possible to with the phone that you're listening to because most or in the same, you know, tab on the browser you're listening to check while you're listening Um Mm -hmm. It's really wonderfully handled, I think. It's just uh, everything about God's Head Incidental is very wonderfully packaged.
0: Yeah, it rules. And it is, to date, my favorite performance by Cole Burkhart, which is saying a lot because Cole is really good. (laughs) But
1: Cole, without spoiling anything, kills it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's the show, Gavin.
1: Yeah, that'll be the show for you.
0: Yep, that's the show.
1: Thanks so much everyone. I should have made this my shining moment at the beginning when I but I'll do it here in plugs. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you want to find us online, Will, where can they find you? I don't know why I was leaning away from the mic while I was doing that.
0: Uh I uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Will Wrights. That's W-I-L-W underscore rights. You can find my creative work at hughouse.productions. Valence just ended its first season. You should listen to it if if, if you want to. <laughs> Gavin, where can people find you in the show on the internet?
1: They can find me at a URL I've never said before. Oh! URL. Wow. They can find me at a Twitter at I've Never Said Before on this podcast. Uh-oh. It is at Gav Gaddis. G-A-V-G-A-D-D-I-S.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I now
1: realize far too late. My name has Multiple letters that sound the same in it. Uh, Gav Gaddis is my new Twitter at. I have moved at the pod report over to a side account that will continue to exist um, as sort of just the mouthpiece of the pod report. So whenever I post a new article, I might come up with a bunch of like podcasting related things. I might post links to articles I like from other sites on there. Uh, it'll be my podcasting Twitter. And then Gav Gaddis is going to be my Twitter. So now when people follow me, they won't be as blindsided by (laughs) trains and Twitch stream stuff. By the way, you can find all my podcast writings at thepodreport.com, where I will soon have a tab where you can... uh, Go see stuff I've written on other websites. Uh, And you can submit your podcast for review. Or if you listen to a show and you like it and I've never talked about it, you can submit it through there to be like, hey, you should try this. Uh, I'm taking press releases and crowdfunding information. So if you're going to run a Kickstarter or anything like that and you want to get the word out, I will put it in the pod report weekly gladly. I'll take embargoed information. I'll take new information, whatever you got. Uh, And if you want to see me play sea of thieves at really low frame rate uh because my computer is not great and uh play such other video games as phoenix Wright ace attorney uh you can go to twitch.tv forward slash gavin gaddis and that's a thing that exists and there's vods and i have a schedule so yeah uh i've got multiple things going
0: (laughs) yeah and it's all good shit
1: thank you will and thank you for recording this episode
0: Yeah, and thank you all for listening. Bye. Please don't yell at us on Twitter. Bye. That's going to happen anyway. Yeah.